This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Mark Lai finished in the top 10 in 33% of the Masters that he's ever played. He was top six in 1984. You can follow him on Twitter at Let It Fly. He also never missed a cut in the Masters. So we bring in Mark Lai. You can follow him on Twitter again at Let It Fly. Who won the Masters the year you finished in the top six? It was uh, Gentle Ben Crenshaw, and all I saw was his butt as he was bending (laughs) over to pick the ball out of the hole. (laughs) He just basically lit it up, and if you go back to the 1984 Masters, you just got to catch the final round. It was absolutely a putting fest, and that should go down as one of the greatest putting rounds in the history of in Augusta National. Yeah, he made that long curling putt, I believe, on 10 uh, yeah. in the final round. Uh, you know, the funny well, thing is, is that in general, it's not really the best putter that wins here. It's really the guy who just hits his approach shots closer. The guy who hits his short irons or his long irons closer to the hole. It has not, because we've had a lot of players. I mean, Adam Scott won. Uh, heck, uh, was it uh, Angel Cabrera? These guys are not great putters. Sergio Garcia is not a great putter. Vijay Singh, yeah. It, it, Justin Rose, when he, yep. well, he wasn't a winner, but he lost to Sergio that week. Yep. He missed a three-foot putt on the final hole. So, or 17th hole, something like that. It was a critical putt. But, no, it all depends. It always helps, Adam, yeah. to have that 14th club being a great putter. And and that's why I give a guy like Cameron Smith a chance. I do too. But, you know, even John Rahm, uh, as good and as serious a ball striker as he is, you can't hit it close enough for four days and, and just be a lousy putter. Right. I mean, even Vijay Singh, when he, when he uh, won in that nasty, nasty cold weather, I don't think his putting stats were that good, but it was more – valuable to be a ball hitting Jesse that week than it was to get on the greens. Uh, it all depends on, on, you know, what mother nature throws at you. And we've seen a lot of bad things happen out there. In fact, the year that I, you know, I was leading going into Sunday, we had to finish Saturday's round on Sunday morning. And then uh, the next day I teed off uh, or, or excuse me, the next round I was paired with Tom, kite again which is probably the worst pairing i could have ever had <laughs> i played with him uh, the day before and i couldn't i couldn't stand it Whoa, um, why didn't you like playing with tom kite <laughs> because he, he would and this is no kidding this is what he did that week look i was a nobody coming in there and i was winning that tournament he decided that on saturday's round he was going to putt out every time and I was hitting it inside of him all day, every day, okay? Right. What he did was he putt, and if he put put it five feet by the hole, two feet from the hole, eight feet by the hole on his first putt, he would say, I'll finish. And I've never known anybody to do that. Hmm. Never, ever. Now, this is what happened, and this is, this is what, 84, this is, 39 years. Right. I don't know how many. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we, we get out there the next morning uh, on Sunday morning, finishing Saturday's round. Right. And I just three putted from like 
20 feet behind the hole mm-hmm. on number 12. He up and downs it out of the bunker. Now we're tied. We go all the way back to the 13th tee. What this guy did was <sighs> reprehensible. He hits his tee shot because he made par in the hole before. Right. And I am just getting ready to take the club back. I mean, I have it going. It's in motion. He does the uh, glove Velcro trick on me. And I stopped my swing. Okay, can you imagine how nervous I was? Oh, my gosh, yeah. And I stopped my swing, and I backed off, and he looked at me dead in the face, no smile. Oh, sorry. I said, boy, your timing was freaking incredible right there. (laughs) So, anyway, I had... I was saying, okay, if it ain't going to be me, I sure hope it isn't going to be Tom Kite. <laughs> and I definitely hope it is Ben Crenshaw. So Ben Crenshaw, hell of a nice guy. And, uh, yeah, we were talking about putting. It's not the only thing you need to do out there, but you have to hit it reasonably well. Right. And Crenshaw was holding it from bunkers. And, <laughs> you know, it was one of those Lenny Matisse type things where Lenny almost won. Mike Weir was making everything. Yeah. Ola Thaba was making everything. So, you know, you don't have to be a great putter, but you have to have your days out there. Mark Lai is joining us here. I did not. I was not aware we were going to get one of those stories. But I appreciate that because Sorry about that. no, no, no. I, I got to get over it. Why? <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. You, you never have to get over that kind of stuff. Uh, I want. Did you guys ever talk about that in the recording sessions of Jake Trout and the Flounders? People don't know this. Oh, yeah. Mark Mark Lai was part of that group. Yeah, part of that group with Peter Jacobson and the uh, the late Payne Stewart. Uh, I have yeah. that CD, by the way. You do. Oh, oh yeah, my. My favorite track was Low Riser. Love that. Yeah, you got to hit the Low Riser. <laughs> All right, let me. Low Rider. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It really is a great track. Let me. Uh, let me ask you this because I. I know, and I is it. I think it's fair to characterize you. You. You'll tell me if it's not fair, as okay. somebody who is pro live golf. Okay. Um, yeah. And the first, I don't think it'll be the story on Thursday. But I think it's a, the biggest story leading up to Thursday is the awkwardness of 18 yep. live tour players playing in the Masters, which I have zero problem with because they are qualified to play in the Masters. They deserve to play it. They've earned that right. And the Masters obviously feels the same because they are in the field. The Masters can do what they want. Uh, and they did nothing. They said, well, if you're qualified, you're in. Um, right. So. Explain to me why you're, I guess, pro-live. Okay. I am pro-live, but I'm not anti-PGA Tour. And it's almost because you take a stand somewhere and everyone's going to pick you apart. And on Twitter, I get blasted all the time every time I say something positive about LIV. Look, I played for 18 years out there. You don't think the talent pool was crowded on the PGA Tour? If Liv pulls, you know, 35 players from the PGA Tour, guess what? That helps guys like Ricky Fowler, who was on his, on his way out mm-hmm. two years in a row. If, Ricky Fa- if, if those 31 guys don't leave the PGA Tour, or however many did, guess what? A lot of guys wouldn't be on the PGA Tour. Now, the fact that I like LIV is because I think it's going to be – Right now, it's not a world, more worldwide tour, but I think it is set up as a worldwide tour with these teams. And I got to tell you, I honestly am infatuated with the team aspect. Number one, 
I think Team Australia could be good. I think, you know, the four aces with our guys. We've got the South African team. We should have a Japanese team. I thought uh, Matsuyama was going to go. But here's the whole thing, Adam. The reason you change jobs is not a lateral move. You change tours, not a lateral move. This was a massive move for guys like Phil Mickelson, who got paid $200 million. Yeah. Dustin Johnson. And you know something? The tour, I played it for 18 years. It is no Rose Garden out there. It is a grind. Yeah, it is. And you've got the four rounds. You've got, you know, you're, you're planning your weeks by, did I make a cut? How do I plan? How do I get to the next event? Well, that's what the PGA Tour is now following that model that the, the LIV Tour had. So am, am I against LIV? No, I'm not. I think it's making the game bigger. It's making it more worldwide. I think the, the guys they got out there, uh, one guy called them all the biggest bunch of pricks that, that came from the tour. I'm thinking, you're kidding. <laughs> How could you say that about Mito Pereira, about uh, Taylor Gooch, who's a great Christian guy, about Harold Varner? I mean, he's the nicest guy yeah. on the planet. What do you say about Harold Varner? No, th- I think you know? those guys made business decisions, and I have zero Absolutely. problem with that. Dustin Johnson, you know, it's interesting. Uh, going into the President's Cup this year, uh, there was a number. There were a number of players who basically said we miss Dustin Johnson. Um, you know, the guys who had played with him in the Ryder Cup the previous year, they miss Dustin Johnson. Um, I think a, a fair amount of those guys would be welcomed back with open arms, and I don't think there's any. Uh, you know, it's not a mystery uh, that right. certain guys wouldn't. I don't think anybody's sad. Uh, that Patrick Reed is no longer on the PGA Tour for what you know for whatever reason. Um, I don't think anybody misses a guy like that. Uh, I do think it's funny that Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka are playing together. I think that's great. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know they they sort of hugged it out, but it was an awkward hug at the <laughs> the Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits that year. Look, I I, I wouldn't character characterize myself as anti-Liv. I have no problem with Liv Golf, and I have watched several events. I know somebody who is responsible for the broadcast, and he has done a great job. I think the broadcasts are slick. I really do. I think the broadcasts are great. Um, they, are, they are absolutely great. Keith Hirschland was my boss at Golf Channel for 18 years. He's a savant. He's great. There. Yeah, playing shot, shot, shot—that's a hard thing to do. No, no, no question about it. I think. Look again. I think the broadcasts are great. Uh, Arlo White doesn't know uh, a golf tee from a cup of tea, but that's fine. Doesn't really matter. Uh, he is a no. he, he is a, he's a skilled broadcaster, and David Faraday sitting next to him certainly makes Correct. everybody better. Um, my pro- my whole problem with Liv has been that I believe it was a lie, and not the tour was a lie, but the reasoning for the tour was a lie from the beginning. And I don't mean to say lie when I'm talking with Mark Lie at Let It Fly on Twitter, PGA Tour winner and a uh, has never missed the cut at the Masters. But when Greg Norman came out and said that golfers need more opportunity, he was not talking about the guys that are struggling to make, you know, keep their card uh Elite golfers don't need more. That's the last thing elite pro golfers have needed is more opportunity. And so the tour goes for 12 months a year. And it was never additive because it was supposed to be a 15-tour series in year one. 
And there was right. ne- there's you're just never going to have that as an additive. So I think there was a lot of dishonesty. And I, for me, somebody who followed the tour going way back, all the way to when Greg Norman suggested a world golf tour, and Tim Fincham told him to go pound sand, and then the tour turned it into the World Golf Championships using right. Norman's. I, I get why Norman's mad, but a thirty-some-odd-year vendetta was just, I thought, handled poorly, and that's where I come down. Well, the vendetta was against Greg Norman. And, and here's the thing. There have been three separate organizations trying to get into the PGA Tour to look at the books. They always told us, hey, the books are clean. Anytime you want to come in there, you can do it. Well, do you remember a guy named Danny Edwards, a five-time winner yeah. on the PGA Tour? Okay, he went in there with his attorney. Wanted to go, wanted to go in and look at the books. And now this guy's no dummy. Danny Edwards is, uh, you know, a pretty bright dude. They wouldn't let him pass. And then we had a journeyman go in there, Larry Rinker. Okay, no, Larry I know him Rinker's too. A, yeah, a, a, you know, he the, the tournament he won was with his sister, the J.C. Penny Classic. So that's an official win for him. He goes there and he tells them he's coming. He's doing all this stuff. They wouldn't let him in. Now, Greg Norman knows business. Mm-hmm. You know, I put on my, my Greg Norman slacks, my Norman <laughs> shirt. I play on my Greg Norman golf course. I have my Greg Norman Wagyu steak. I play on Greg Norman one turf grass. That's right. I'm thinking, you know, this guy's no slouch. And if you ever get a chance to go to Myrtle Beach and eat his Australian Grill, it's one of the best restaurants you'll ever go to. I have been now, there, and I played on his course at Barefoot Landing. There you go. <laughs> so you and me both. So anyway, I'm looking. This guy, is he doesn't need the money. He doesn't need the vendetta. He's just trying to do something bigger and better for golf. Me, as a member of the PGA Tour since 1977, I'd be stupid if I criticized the tour overwhelmingly but the tour is not perfect sure and the way they have handled this thing is absolutely bordering on stupid and is bordering on pride and i've seen this before does it make me hate the pga tour no it asks me it makes me ask questions why are they doing it like this well what Here's i mean reason. what is the what has the tour handled poorly other than defend their turf trashing the players that go, making it impossible. They run the official world golf ranks along with the other major tours. They said, well, there's got to be a cut. It's got to be 72 holes. It's got to be this. It's got to be that. Hey, dude. Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete Deruta with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? Really, there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888-843-0013-888-843-0013 or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. This new system that they have where they're, they're having, you know, 60 to 70 players, no cut events, right. everybody gets paid. You know, they're basically following the model of LIV. Now, here's, a, here's the difference between LIV and the PGA Tour. PGA Tour runs 
the, the, the gamut on the meetings and all that stuff. There's a few, there's a player advisory council. They get schooled. And I like a lot of these guys, but they get schooled by the PGA tour. Now the PGA tour players that left, they're leaving the PGA tour, not because they hate the tour. They want other opportunities. The tour doesn't let them play in other events. Well, sure they have. They've always they've always allowed that. They gave oh, all yeah, those they, guys uh, outs to play in the Saudi International. Absolutely, but now that they compete against the PGA Tour, the Saudi is oh, this is bad. Yeah, well, why, so, why would they why would they allow that? They 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 knew the end game, which is why correct. they didn't allow uh, those players outs to play in the. I guess it was the first London internet, the first live tournament. Correct. They knew. They knew what the end game was. So why would they allow their players and out? They just said, basically, you make your decision. I get it. I understand why they did what they did. Adam, let them use the rules that are in place right there. They have unrestricted exemptions, okay, where they're given to the sponsor. They're saying you can pick anyone out there in the world, including Mark Rippon, Joe Theismann, uh, 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 Tony Romo, you can ask any of these guys to play, non-members of the PGA Tour. Right. You can ask them to play at any time, and they do. Without, they violate their own own rules to appease the sponsors. Right, but the, but, but all of those players broke the contract with the PGA there Tour. There is no contract. <laughs> Adam, well, there, there are PGA Tour rules. There are rules, yeah. I, I guess so. And the rule but is you they, can't play in a competing tour without uh, without a permission, written permission from the PGA Tour. And why don't they give permission for three events? Why don't they let? Why don't they let the? Uh, 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 why don't they allow them? I mean, are you kidding me? Phil Mickelson was a huge hit in, in Tucson. He'd be, excuse me. I said no, enormous. He's he's been an enormous hit everywhere he's gone. Exactly. And so, you know, look, the, the other tours, the Aussie tour doesn't not allow Cameron Smith to play or Mark Leishman or, or Matthew Jones. Right. I mean, how bad could it be for the sponsors to allow Dustin Johnson to play, you know, in his hometown at, uh, you know, Hilton Head or near his hometown? How, how harmful would that be? But they say, no, you take a bite of that apple, you're poisoned. And that's the only thing that, that I don't like about it, is that they violate rules. I mean, hell, they've started three tournaments for Tiger. You know, the, the Genesis, <laughs> you know, the, uh, well, the, the hero. Hey, it's, it's Tiger. Adam. <laughs> it's the Tiger. World, the Hero World Challenge with 18 yep. invited guests, they get official world golf ranking points. Yeah, they, okay? don't, they don't get a ton of them, but they, they do. And uh, I 100% agree on an unofficial event should not get – any world rankings points, I uh, I agree. We have to cut this short. Um, you got it, M- M- Mark. Uh, first of all, you got you're going to pick a winner. First of all, I think Cam Smith is a great pick to win. Uh, well, so he's one of my three. All right, give me okay. give, give me your other two. I I can't pick against Scotty Scheffler, and I can't right. pick against John Rom. They're both trending. They're both great players. They have that extra gear. I don't know if uh, Rom is as good a putter under pressure as uh, uh, Scotty, but I do know that Cameron Smith is probably the best pressure putter out there, as evidenced by the way he won the players 
And by the way, he schooled Rory uh, McIlroy on Sunday at the Open Championship. Ah, uh, man. Uh, I can't decide whether I want to see Rory paired with Sergio or Rory paired with Patrick <laughs> Reed some point during. We know it will not happen on Thursday no. and Friday. The, the Masters Committee won't do that. But, no. man, by luck of the draw, it would be fun to see Sergio and Rory. That actually might be painful because I know those two guys were really close and now are not. Uh, Rory and Reed, they've always been sort of uh, at each other. Going back to the Ryder Cup. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What a great Ryder. The, that was epic. The, the greatest first <laughs> eight holes ever in any event at any time, what those two guys did to each other, it was hysterical. And then it just calmed down. There was nothing after that. Mark Light, I appreciate yeah. your time always, sir. You got it. Uh, uh, we'll talk off again. That. At Let It Fly on Twitter. Thanks, Mark. Hey, have a great week. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice.